everybody, and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Long time no see. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just, I can't stop giggling, and y'all are going to see why here in a minute. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you're just going to thank me later, I promise. Yeah. That's all I can think about is something <laughs> hilarious that... Done for all of us. <laughs> well, uh, we did put out an episode uh, just a little while ago, it, and it is the uh, conversation about uh, Lori Vallow's appeal that was just filed like a few days ago. Mm-hmm. We went through it bit by bit and discussed it, so you definitely want to catch that. So we're not going to really do Vallow Day Bell on this one because there really isn't anything other than that. Just except for that, the uh, prosecutor in Arizona said today that, uh, like, let's go. They're really hoping that they can get her extradited and tried before her appeal process in Idaho. But they don't know if that's going to happen or not. That's pretty much all that's new other than what we already reported earlier today. Yeah, just that, you know, everybody's jonesing to get her into court. Mm-hmm. We did, uh, we went on vacation over the weekend. We did. We went to Montana to the Garden of a Thousand Buddhas outside of um, Zulu. some pictures I'll show here in just a second. Yes. We had a really, really good time. We, uh, we you know, Montana is a recreational weeds uh, state. And uh, particularly Missoula, the county there is, uh, not all counties in Montana are recreational, interestingly. But uh, we are, anyway, so it's kind of interesting because you encounter, I think, more Thai people, maybe. I don't know. But we did (laughs) encounter a couple. (laughs) Some real, real high people. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, my gosh. So we had a guy at Starbucks. The Starbucks was bananas. It was this little teeny parking lot, and people were parked like they'd gone in. But then the drive-through wrapped all the way around the building and out to the road. So if you parked in there, now you cannot leave. So there's yeah. cars like moving and doing all these little, you know, like Tetris tricks, trying to help other people get out of the parking lot. And it is bananas. And so we'd already been laughing about that, uh, watching a car who could have backed out. But instead did this crazy whole circle, like 30 point turn thing. And anyway, yeah. we'd already kind of been laughing. Then we get up to the window and Christy's driving. And this guy, he had that like the smirk, you know, and the giggle. And he goes, mm-hmm. ah, so sorry for the delay. We uh, we made a drink wrong. <laughs> Then he sort of giggles. Oh, and Christy said, "Well, that happens. Yeah, that's okay." And then he had it just uh, delayed there until our drinks came. And then he looks at Christy's name on the cup and he says, "Thank you for coming, Christy. Thank you, Christy. Thank you." <laughs> I mean. He had that look on his face that somebody who's super high has when they're having difficulty keeping their eyes open and speaking at the same time. <laughs> so great. He did. He killed us. But then the second night, our uh, host, we ate dinner at McKenzie River. And we walk up to the, the host station, and this guy uh, is equally stoned. And he mm-hmm. says, uh, you guys, uh, you, you in town for the game? We said, oh, no, we're here for other things. It's a college town. It was their opening uh, football game. Oh, we said, can we sit on the patio? And he goes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Grabs some menus. And he looks at us and he goes, you guys here for the game? <laughs> we were like, still no. And he walks no, right over still, still not. to a booth and puts our menus down. <laughs> and Christy said, oh, uh, so can we not uh, can we not sit on the patio? And he goes, uh, oh, oh, uh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> takes us out to the patio. Oh, gosh. We have laughed so hard. And, and maybe mean, they were, it had to be their moments, but seriously. <laughs> it was real funny. It was. You could just tell that, yeah, the people in Missoula are, well, they're very chill. Let's just put it that way. 
They really are. Pretty chill. Yeah. But you've got some pictures to share. Oh, I do. So we went to the Garden of 1000 Buddhas, which is just an amazing place in Arley, Montana. Uh, that's of the main, um, this is actually of the mother, mother goddess in the center. This is a prayer flag mound that they have. Uh, these are the coolest yaks I ever met in my whole life. We I fell madly in love with them. But yeah. they are the coolest. They're so cool. And they're walking around and they've got their like tassels on their horns. They, they were so neat. I look at this guy. Look at this face. Look at that face. He was so cute. I just wanted to hug him and kiss him and take him home and put him on the couch with blankies. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a beautiful place. There's all kinds of neat things to see there. It's a big wheel made like with these. Um, why did I just forget the word? Anyway, these cool statues that have Kuan Yin's in them. Oh, these are they're stupid. Booted. They're stupid. And then they go all the way around this peace garden with this in the middle. And it was so pretty. We just had such a great time. It was really very peaceful. And the day we went, it was like rainy and sort of misty mm -hmm. over the mountains. And then, you know, you've got this beautiful peace garden to go to. It was so much fun. We had a blast. Absolute magic. Yep. It was. And we shopped and we rock hounded and just took a lot of naps surprisingly and just had fun it was great yeah mm -hmm. it was i like it <laughs> jenny said she went to burger king and got a breakfast burrito and it had pickles on it <laughs> <laughs> so she went back and asked if they if they were all stoned and they all giggled and remade her burrito <laughs> oh my god that's funny oh gosh really i love funny. it <laughs> hey karen good to see you <laughs> that's too so much. glad two or three of you said they you never make us live so we're sure glad you did tonight wow we'll take it because this is quite the show i don't think we can we have to do coburger first i think we just have to so please okay please roll it out there's a very serious and concerning issue with brian coburger's case but let's first talk about the ridiculous bullshit that's going on in which he is demanding a camera ban in the courtroom for his trial because the media are all focusing on his crotch. He swears and his attorney swears that that all of the cameras in the courtroom, all they're doing is taking shots of his crotch. His attorney said, Mr. Koberger is entitled to defend himself against capital criminal charges without cameras focused on his fly. I mean, what? We were surprised, right? We were yes. shocked. Yes. I took to the internet to uh, mm -hmm. do a deep dive, a search to see if this was true. And unfortunately, this is what I discovered. <laughs> this one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this guy right here. <laughs> and then probably the most damning one against the media so far would be this one here. <laughs> I've been dying for y'all to see these because Katie's a genius and she's very good with Canva. If you may or may not have noticed, <laughs> so, there are no freaking pictures. Uh, there's nothing. Okay. It's not there. It doesn't exist. This is a bunch of defense attorney <laughs> subterfuge, I guess. Right. He wishes or, or we all hope not. Gross. What, what the hell? <laughs> Right, Kaylin, we're all looking at his bushy eyebrows. <laughs> right, his ego is something, Frankie. I mean, what? He is loving every bit of this. That's the grossest part of it. Is he goes to these hearings with a big old stupid smile on his face. And I'm like, you mm -hmm. are so disgusting. Like, you like this. And he's sitting in yeah. there the whole time, like they're all looking at my crotch. I can tell they're all looking at my crotch. You know why he he's broke into that? Spend his capital case while people are staring at his crotch. Well, there'll be an affidavit here soon. From this is my prediction. It's not true. Uh, <laughs> from uh, <laughs> from some of those dumbass women who claim they're going to marry him, uh, saying oh that uh, they were just so drawn to him by all the media's uh, coverage of his crotch. <laughs> right. Uh, right. <laughs> I am dead. So, what this the is hell? hilarious 
but there's something else going on that is not so hilarious that honestly mm -hmm. has me concerned, not only for this case, but for other cases usually using genealogical DNA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Aaron, not one soul is focused on his Ken doll crotch, right? He's got a smoothie. We all know it. Hmm. Okay. Here's the concerning thing, though. We all know there's been this whole thing with this DNA expert. If you all recall, we've talked about it a little bit, mm -hmm. that his team is all wound up about getting this particular DNA expert in for, they want to talk to her. And if I can get this to go past this, I will tell you a little more about it. So it is actually a really concerning situation. Uh, so I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'm having technical you have tech issues just here for a second. Why is this not? Why can't I see my notes? There we go. Okay. So basically, we're talking about uh, Gabriella Vargas. Okay. Gabriella Vargas is uh, one of those genealogical experts that does uh, genealogical DNA work for law enforcement, right? <laughs> um, so she testified at his at his uh, grand jury hearing, right? Because what happened is they matched the DNA they had using some trash from his parents' house that matched to his dad, then they inferred it was mm -hmm. him, right? This was yeah. part of how they were able to arrest him. Mm -hmm. um, here's the thing, though. So after, so recently, Gabriella Vargas received a visit from the FBI. Mm -hmm. Because what, in, what we've heard is that she might be reneging on some of the things that she testified to in his hearing, mm -hmm. in his grand jury hearing. So, of course, um, Koberger's attorneys are like, whoa, what? Um, so she said that some of the of her declaration that she agreed to she had signed without reading it and so there's still a lot of not known things here okay but what i do have is there's a hearing there was a hearing on um august 23rd and so let me just let me just read this to you because it's very concerning so this is notice of filing declaration of Gabriella Vargas in support of defendant's third motion to compel. Okay. So this is filed by his defense team. And they are saying that this is something that Gabriella Vargas has agreed, a statement that she has agreed to. I'm just going to read it to you. It's a little bit long, but I think you need to hear it. Uh, I, Gabriella Vargas, am an adult over the age of 18, and I have personal knowledge of the facts set forth in this declaration. I have been engaged as an expert in the above entitled matter since August of 2023. So at this point, she's engaged for the defense, even though she was at the grand jury. My educational background is in administration of justice and criminology. I have spent my professional career working for the California court systems. I'm going to skip parts of this because it's just... Like her, her, her credentials, you know, all the stuff. That, um, let's see. Through extensive and skilled genealogical research and analysis, I have successfully provided law enforcement and with over 50 crime solving investigative leads, which we know we have heard Gabriella Vargas's name before. Mm hmm. I work with law enforcement nationwide in an effort to identify previously unknown DNA contributors through a process known as investigative genetic genealogy, IgG. And this is, this is the thing that she does, right? Mm -hmm. um, this technique has revolutionized cold case investigations and transformed the way violent crime suspects and skeletal remains are identified, as we know. 
The sole focus of the traditional law enforcement databases like CODIS is to compare crime scene DNA against the genetic profiles for those who are known offenders with prior convictions. This process only utilizes 20 genetic markers and therefore limits the power of DNA uh, analysis, which can and does lead uh, to cases going cold. Investigative genealogy, investigative genetic genealogy combines advanced DNA testing with traditional genealogy research in an effort to identify a previously unknown DNA contributor in a family tree. So it, they're looking at way more variables in IgG than they are just with, with like what's in CODIS is what she's right. saying. Yeah. So the Department of Justice recommends that law enforcement seek out investigative genealogy, genetic genealogy services only after all other investigative methods have been exhausted. It is widely known within my industry that many agencies use this technique as the first and only method. So what's happening here is Gabriella is, she's beginning to attack the way that IgG is being handled. Mm -hmm. And this is super concerning to me because this affects many cases, not just this right. one. Well, we just talked about her last week right. in a different solved uh, missing persons case. Right. Right. So or mur murdered stuff. person's case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here's, it's too much to explain. I'm just going to read it. Okay. Chain of custody is best maintained when the requesting agency sends the crime scene DNA sample to a private lab that is capable of genotyping or whole genome sequencing. Once the sample arrives at the lab, the genealogist usually takes lead on the case until the person of interest is identified. The lab creates a genetic profile of the unknown DNA contributor and a raw data file containing hundreds of thousands of genetic markers is generated and sent to the genealogist. This file is then uploaded to the public direct to consumer DNA databases, GED Match and Family Tree DNA, where autosomal comparisons are made between the subject and thousands of individuals who have voluntarily contributed their DNA profiles to the databases and opted in to law enforcement matching, right? You have to opt in for this uh -huh. and you can say no. Uh -huh. Well, that's what we thought. A list of matches who are biologically related to the subject is displayed with some basic identifying information and the amount of DNA shared between the individuals. Tools within the databases allow for further analysis of the DNA data and the ability to predict the most likely relationship between the match and the unknown DNA contributor. So, you know, they're breaking down into smaller and smaller groups, people that are closer and closer related, basically. Uh -huh. um, In-depth research on family history, structure, and DNA data alignment is conducted, and family trees for each match are built back and then forward in time. These trees are analyzed by the genealogist for common ancestors, surnames, locations, and any other significant clues that provide insight into the identifying into identifying the person of interest. Throughout the process, clues that provide insight into identifying the person of interest. Uh, oh, other tools can be used to further analyze Y-DNA and MT-DNA, ethnicity, one-to-one -one and multiple kit comparisons, triangulation, and chromosome segments. So there's a lot of different ways to make these matches. Uh, these database tools have been have known loopholes that allow a genealogist to see matches that have explicitly declined to participate in law enforcement matching. This is not a glitch in the programming cause, causing this by accident. It is a standard feature within the tools that essentially tricks the system into displaying all matches as opposed to only those who have consented to law enforcement matching. This is not a loophole, nor is it something you will stumble upon. Using this tool this way requires effort and knowledge. So the system has built into it a way to view DNA of people who have not given permission. Databases for law enforcement cases require a fee to be paid in order to upload the genetic profile. This is not the same for consumers who are not charged. Okay, so if you're law enforcement and you're uploading, you have to pay a fee. If you're just a regular old person off the street, you don't. So many 
people have been known to upload to these sites as a regular consumer to avoid paying the associated fees and to bypass having opted out matches. Because if you're just looking for family, you can see everyone. If you're right. Looking, if you're using it as a police officer, you can't see everyone, supposedly. In addition, some databases restrict law enforcement uploading cases. However, that has not prevented it from happening. I am aware that law enforcement has obtained results in ways prohibited by the terms of use and prohibited by their own policies. Oof. So this is bad. This is very bad hmm. because if they come back and say that that DNA match they made between the trash they found at Koberger's dad's house and the DNA they have on Koberger because this was done illegally, uh -huh. that evidence will be thrown out. Yeah. The DNA. Well, that DNA. That DNA. But that is the DNA that led them to Koberger and let them arrest him in the first place. Yeah. This is scary. This is not good news. This is not good news at all. No. And and like you said, could be a snowball effect with other cases. Good. So this is super concerning to me. If, you know, and, and, and you guys are right. I mean, um, you know, did the D, what's the FBI's role here? And I still don't feel like we fully understand what the FBI's role is here. No. And why are they reaching out to her in relation to this case? Right. And why is she now on the defense's side of things? I don't know, guys, but this is super concerning to me that we are at a point where this may be a legitimate attack on that DNA evidence. Yeah. Because there's that all is very evidence. Like, would they have gotten to Koberger without it? Would they have been able to arrest him without it? Would they have been able to get? She is for the defense at this yeah, point. Yeah, she is for the defense. Yeah. It's all still like, I still feel like we only have half the story, but her mm -hmm. state is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm really concerned about it. But yeah. I'm very confused about what is the FBI doing? Why are they involved in this at all? What does this have to do with this case in the least? Or does it? Questions, or does it? And because I have, she does a lot of this. Gabriella Vargas. Like, are you willing yeah. to tank these cases? I, I don't know. And is this true? And is this just a known thing that these um, investigative genetic genealogists are able to get a hold of people's DNA who have not opted in? Because that's a big concern for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I still feel I can like absolutely see how it works, though. Mm -hmm. Like with 23andMe, uh, I yep. can totally see how that and others where if you have already had your DNA done and all you want to do is like see your relatives and stuff, you could yeah. just set up a dummy account and claim you were that person and just yeah. submit that profile and get all the information that you wanted. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You could. And this statement made by her is really damning. Um, it's a big concern all the way around. And yeah, exactly, Jenny. What is the FBI doing in this? What is their role here? Why is this even happening? I don't yeah. feel like we fully know that yet, but we're certainly going to no. keep a close eye on it. Mm -hmm. it well, does we know Ann Taylor is. Yeah. A lot. Well, yeah, she definitely is. Mm -hmm. You know, Coburn's defense is looking at this, you know, because to them, this is, you know, getting that DNA thrown out is huge. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. biggest evidence they have against it. For sure. What if they're not allowed to use it? Yeah. Yikes. I don't know. So we will keep up on that. But, you know, mm -hmm. I'd prefer to think about the everyone's looking at his crotch story because it's just funny. This part, not funny. Yeah, for sure. Very concerning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of you guys are talking about uh, Ruby Frankie and the eight passengers case. We are all over it. Uh, mm -hmm. We just, we sat back a little bit while we got a little bit more information uh, on some things that we had questions on. 
Uh, We'll probably put our episode out on it tomorrow, if not early next week. But uh, we're we're all over don't worry. We want to make sure that um, that we know the whole story and that we fully understand what's going on here. And things have moved really quickly with it. And there's been a lot of stuff hit the media immediately. And yeah, we just, we want to be really sure, particularly because this is a Mormon crime case. As you all know, we cover those very heavily. So uh, yeah, be be watching for that Be because it's coming. But we yep. want to be sure that what we're going to share with you is fully accurate. Mm-hmm. And up to the, up to the minute. So anyhow, yeah. we are on it. We are. Rico, you promised. He promised he wouldn't bark if I let him stay in here. Oh, he lies. I've met him. He straight up lies. <laughs> uh, let's talk for just a minute about Nicholas Alabertian. <laughs> yes. I don't have a lot, but I have a little that uh, I thought was really, really fascinating. Uh, one thing that's going on is that people in Scotland are pissed because he has received 40,000 pounds in uh in public funds you know because he essentially was indigent and so he has had to have what we would call a public defender here in the u.s and mm-hmm. it has cost forty thousand dollars to defend this stupid uh ploy of his to try to stay in the uk uh wow. yeah so that's uh oh i really thought it was her dog oh <laughs> <laughs> see what you did rico uh, <laughs> Uh, at any rate, uh, yeah, so the public's like, why the hell are we paying for this? He's not even Scottish. He's American. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so that's what's up with that. But here's the thing that really got me. His wife, her name is Miranda Knight. She has a PR firm in big Mark Means air quotes. Uh, yeah. And her PR firm is in trouble after the extradition ruling. So she set up Knight Corp Limited, specializing in public relations and media representation in May 2022. Why? We don't know. Apparently that's what she does for a living. We're not really sure. It looks like maybe the company was set up in an attempt to try to uh, raise money to fight the bid to extradite Alverdian. But uh, here's the crazy thing. This is the second PR business that she had set up. Mm -hmm. And the first one. Oh, I have to tell you this, though, that the sheriff in this uh, case said that Rossi is or Alverdian, same guy, uh, is as dishonest and deceitful as he is evasive and manipulative. And that he had undoubtedly complicated and extended what is ultimately a straightforward case. He contradicted himself yeah. in as regards to the length of time he'd been in a wheelchair in the same breath. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's a big liar. We don't. Not. Yeah. He also said his claim that he could not lift his arms above his head and keep them there because of atrophy in his arms was contradicted by his behavior during the proceedings. When he regularly raised and kept his hand raised during the hearing as he tried to engage the intention of the court. (laughs) He's not a super criminal. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, So it sounds like Night Corp Unlimited is about to be uh, canceled by the government. Uh, We're not entirely sure why, but it looks like uh, they have received a public warning. That could be uh, ending their uh, activities. But they have had a number of companies that have been dissolved because of allegations of fraud. What? No. (laughs) So, I mean, I wondered for a while, what was he doing for money over there? Just sponging off of women? Because that wouldn't surprise me. But no, it's starting to look more like they have been defrauding people in the UK, just like he was doing in the US in various ways. But listen to this. This absolutely killed me. They had another company called uh, Nafzika Global Holdings LTD. 
she was listed as a director, as was Dr. Nicholas Arthur Timothy Knight Brown. <laughs> what? <laughs> How many names does this idiot need? Oh, my God. And now he's Knight it? Brown, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Do you want to hear it again? It, I had to yes, read it please. twice. So, Dr. Doctor. Doctor. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Arthur Timothy Knight Brown. <laughs> That's one person. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, she my God. She also had another business called Veritas Cube. And her brother, Kevin, was listed as a director. And the Daily Record went and talked to him about it. And he said he had no idea this was a company or that he was involved with it in any way. So she's about as good at this as he is. Yeah. Yep. Now, they had a business partner. Uh, this is a person named Naf- uh, Onafsika Antipas, a vegan food and lifestyle writer and TV host, who is now accusing them of scamming her out of tens of thousands of dollars. Well, yeah. Well, they would never. Uh, right? <laughs> So anyway, they still haven't made a decision about when he comes back here, but uh, I just died when I read that article about them scamming other people. And also that name is just too much for me. Now he's a doctor. Just add it to the he's list. <laughs> Deanna said, very Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore of him. Yes, <laughs> very. true. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yep. Or Prince Charles Arthur Philip George Monbatten. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so there you go. That's what's up. <laughs> so we'll just keep uh, we'll just keep keeping an eye on this case. Yeah. As as we genuinely mm-hmm. love because what the hell, man? <laughs> now, uh, speaking of keeping an eye on a case, uh, Christy, talk to us about Cavalcante. Oh, my Lord, you guys, mm-hmm. have you heard about this guy? His name oh, is Carlo Cavalcante, <laughs> all right? And he is currently on the run from prison. This is him. He was convicted of murder in the U.S. and is also suspected of murder in Brazil. He was convicted on August 16th of stabbing his former girlfriend, uh, Deborah Bandeo, uh, nearly 40 times and killing her in front of her children. So on the 22nd of August, he was sentenced to life in prison. And last week, last Thursday, he disappeared from prison. He Mm -hmm. is on the run. And he is still on the run. He is still missing. He apparently crab walked up two parallel walls. Now, no, he is a little teeny guy. He's only yeah. five feet and he's really, really light. And they think that uh, him being really um, agile is part mm-hmm. of his ability. So he crab walks up this wall on either side. Yeah, just like Spider-Man's it. Yeah. Yeah. Pushes through razor wire. And um, scale the fence, and then he was on the run, and he is still missing. And apparently, um, well, he's been he keeps being seen. Mm-hmm. One guy saw him standing in his kitchen. Yeah, he's every stealing time food he, and clothes. Right. Yeah. Every time there's a there's like a, they keep seeing him because he's out in the woods in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and he's. Every time he, they keep catching him on trail cams and stuff, and every time they see him, he's got more shit with him. He's got better clothes on and more things. He's just robbing the crap out of people and on the run. And people are scared to death because he's going in their houses. This one guy, his daughter said there was someone in his house, and he goes and looks, and this idiot is standing in his kitchen. Uh-huh. And he yelled and said, I'm calling the police. And he went and he left and he just stole some food, some produce that was sitting on the counter. Mm -hmm. But it's really scary. And the fact that he is still on the run. Yeah. He's been out. He's been on the run for a week. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, people, you know, of course, SWAT was all over that area when when the people saw him mm-hmm. in their house. Oh, they've canceled some schools. Like they Pennsylvania is just freaking out two for good reason. Are yeah, but he hasn't hurt anyone. But the police, you know, are saying he's most definitely a dangerous person. He sure. is convicted of a murder here and wanted for a murder in Brazil. And it's really, really scary. They need to get a hold of this dude. But he is running circles around the cops in Pennsylvania, guys. It's mm-hmm. bad. It's really bad. Yeah. I just hope nobody gets hurt. By Me too. If they get caught. All of these sightings, all of these ring cam sightings of him and stuff. like, Yeah. And he's just in the wind. He's just smoke, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. It is a matter of time before he hurts someone. It, it's true. Mm-hmm. Well, or he'll mm-hmm. show up in the wrong house. Somebody will shoot him. I, I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibilities at this point. In Idaho Falls, it might have happened today. Because we had a yes. real scary thing happen just a few streets down from my house. That's right. Somebody's pit bull bit a little dog. People were walking their little dog and a pit bull bit the dog. So they go to a house where they apparently think the pit bull lives knock on the door and somebody opens the door and pulls a gun on them. And it ended up in a big standoff with the police. It's insane. Yep. Wow. So scary. Yeah. Likely it won't end well for him for sure. Likely not. I mean, his face is everywhere, but my gosh, he is something. Mm -hmm. It is wild. Yeah. Yes, checking out the train tracks. They're trying all different kinds of things, trying to use mm-hmm. infrared and all kinds of things to find him. But geez. Yeah. Oh, the, the police are letting everybody know. I mean, they've shut down schools. They've shut down a big uh, public garden that they thought he might be in. And yeah, there's mm-hmm. they are definitely letting people know. But man, it is super concerning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Let's move on from that and talk about something else that's super concerning. We started talking about this last week, I believe. Uh, We were talking about uh, that there are a bunch of new investigations going on right now surrounding uh, Dennis Rader, BTK. Yes. And there's a couple of sketches that have come out uh, that he did. And I'm going to share them with you because... Everybody needs to see them, unfortunately. There's this one. Uh, They believe this is a girl that's uh, tied up in a barn. And we don't know. uh, You know, a lot of his victims were young adults or teenagers. We don't know if these are children or if they're young women. I mean, these look like children to me. They do. I know. But these are drawings that he did. All of them look like children uh, or, or young women tied up in barns. They have been searching under a barn or around some other property. Uh, his incredible daughter has been helping uh, talk to him and try to get more information together. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll have to continue to track this case and talk about it because there's just more information slowly rolling out. So apparently... Mm-hmm. There was a girl who had gone missing named Cindy Kinney. She was 16. Uh, And that's one case that they're really looking hard at right now. And when Cindy went missing, a man called uh, the police and told him, they told them that uh, she was buried in a barn on the state line. And they've been looking for that barn now since 1976. Mm-hmm. but they think she may be one of the girls in one of these sketches and that's renewed their search for her. So there's a lot still going on with this case and it's more than I can do in one, uh, you know, just in an update, but I just wanted to update that much and share those pictures. So uh, well, yeah, because yeah. they're getting some tips coming in off these pictures yeah. that yep. may actually identify, mm-hmm. the, which is crazy. Yeah. The detail, like in their faces and stuff, they're saying it's good enough that people are actually recognizing family members, which is terrifying. Yep. 
for sure. So will he ever admit to it? Will their bodies ever be found? Hell if we know. But there are definitely uh, renewed searches and maybe some more mm-hmm. cold cases will be closed. Uh, and they'll, who knows if they'll actually try him and charge him with anything else. He's already in prison on 10 life sentences. But gosh, these guys deserve justice. Their families deserve justice. So yeah. anyway, we'll keep talking about it. But that's what we know. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Christy, there's a little bit in Hewerman. Yeah, he drew those pictures, Amanda. Yes. Yes. So um, another case is being investigated right now, uh, suspected to be connected to Rex Hewerman or the Gilgo Beach killer or whatever we're calling him these days. Um, And that is Julianne Bean. Now, this one's scary because this is much more recent. This was May 31st of 2017. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been hearing a lot of older cases connected, potentially connected to him. But now they're looking at Julianne Bean. She was 37 of Sumter, South Carolina. She went missing on May 31st in 2017. Um, she was last seen in the Red Bay Road area of Sumter. And in that November, her daughter reported her missing. So she was missing for a long time before she was actually reported. Yeah. Um, Now, someone who says that they were a friend of hers has contacted Sumter County Sheriff's Office. And they said that they believe there may be a connection between her and Rex Heuerman. So we don't know exactly what that is, um, but they're looking into it. Um, They're also talking with her daughter. There's some possibility that people actually knew that knew Rex Hewerman and knew that the two of them knew each other. Wow. Yeah. That's actually huge. Yeah. Right. It is huge and it is so much more recent. And that's been the question all along is, you know, his other, the crimes that they have connected him to are much older, 2010, mm-hmm. um, you know, and now we're looking at 2017. I mean, how, yeah. how recent are his cases now. It's a very big right. question. Mm-hmm. To think that there are people around that may actually have seen him with her and in a vehicle that was um that that they believe was his. Yeah, it's scary though. Yeah. Yeah, it so is. We're gonna we're gonna keep be keeping an eye on that, but I I'm not at all convinced that we even yet know how many victims that Rex Herman has had. Yeah. I, I suspect that's absolutely true. We don't know. We may never know. Yeah. Yeah. On a completely different case altogether, and this is a very brief up- update, but something really interesting has happened in the Laundry Petito lawsuit. <laughs> so, as we yes. know, this makes you laugh, me. man. Mm-hmm. As we know, there has been a lawsuit going on. Uh, Gabby Petito's parents have been suing uh, Brian Laundrie's parents for Mm -hmm. basically because they knew that Gabby was dead and didn't tell anyone, didn't say anything. And they also decided to sue their attorney, Steve Bertolino, because Mm -hmm. Bertolino put out a statement that they hoped that Gabby would be found soon when they knew that she was dead. And, and also knew roughly where she was. And the fact that they uh, were that callous, that they were that cold, that they it's lied to the faces of uh, law enforcement as well as to the Petitos, they're suing them for their stress, for the yeah. mental suffering and anguish. So the laundries just keep fighting it, you know, and of course they have to have a different attorney now because Bertolino is also named in the lawsuit and is being sued. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, that the laundries are fighting depositions and, you know, in general being the dicks that we know them to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last week, Bertolino, all by him, his lonesome, made a settlement offer to the Petitos. Um, laundries, <laughs> do you understand how bad that is for you? Uh, yeah. You guys are screwed. Mm-hmm. That means he's saying... We did it. 
<laughs> essentially. We have not seen the settlement offer. It was a confidential offer. It also, as far as we know, has not actually been accepted. So there's a lot we don't know. There's a lot we might not ever know if it is built into their uh, settlement agreement, if they were to accept it, that it is to remain confidential. We might not know. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty wild. Was this on the advice of their attorney, uh, on the advice of Steve Bertolino, Irene, is that your question? Uh, that they kept their silence? Uh, we felt like it probably was, actually. Yeah, that's part of what they're alleging, mm -hmm. certainly. Yeah. But the fact that he's offering a settlement, he's he's doing damage control. He's trying to save his uh -huh. career at this uh -huh. point because he is in deep shit. He knows he's screwed. So but if that's he's all we know about it. But... Then... Oh, to offer a settlement? Well, they didn't. Only Steve did. So was that on the advice of his attorney? I don't know. But that's only on his behalf, not the laundries. That's only yeah. on his behalf. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it is very interesting because it if he admits, you know, if he does settle, I mean, that's just... Um, mm -hmm. It's just a nail in the coffin of the... Yeah, it's really, of, you know, really bad for the case. laundries. Yeah. Yeah. So um, look who grew up some morals and a conscience. Nah, probably not. But, you know. He just doesn't want to lose his law license, I would imagine. Yep. Yep. He's trying to save himself. So, Steve, you suck and screw you, but um, we'll take this. Yeah. 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 I, I find it rather hilarious. I do, too. I'm here for it. <laughs> for sure. Okay. Let's see. Christy, you've got Lester, and then I'm going to take us home with Murdaugh. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So uh, some good news in a terrible case. You will remember this a while back. Um, young man, Ralph Yarl, uh, knocked on the door of Andrew Lester looking for his twin brothers. He just he had the wrong address. Uh, Yarl shot him right through the door and killed him. Yeah. Now. Uh, Lester is 84 years old and there have been some questions about whether or not he would actually um, face trial for uh, Ralph Yarrell's death. And the good news is that, yes, he is. And as well, he should. Yeah. We have to take the hammer down hard on people doing this kind of shit. It is insane. Yeah. All he did was knock on a door, turned out to be the wrong door, looking for his little brothers. And that man shot him mm -hmm. through the door. And killed him. Yep. It was horrible. Yep. So, yeah. Good news. Mm -hmm. Lester will stand trial. Good. He sure needs to. Mm -hmm. I read today, too, that the little boy, the 10-year-old that shot and killed his mom over the not letting him have the right game system. Yes. Uh, he is going to be standing trial for her murder. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is quite the case as well. Oh, but and you're right. I'm sorry. This happened so many people at the same time. Ralph Yarl survived. Oh. I'm sorry. This happened in a week when there were like four or five of these shootings. Well, right. There was a mom who did not survive. Yes. That's right. That's Andrew, right. Or, uh, Ralph Yarl did survive. But he was shot in the head by this insane man and should stand trial. For his attempted murder. Yeah. Yikes. Yes, he absolutely should. Yeah. This was the it, week that like. Yeah. There were a whole bunch of those that happened in like just a short period of time. Yes. Yeah. The cheerleader and and yeah. The mom. Uh, the, uh, the. The kids that took the wrong turn and went down a road to the wrong uh -huh. address. And as they were driving right away. The driveway. Yeah. Got fired on and one was killed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wild. Okay, well, speaking of wild, mm. pour your drink, grab your wine, put on your straight jacket. I don't know. Uh, oh, Amy, good. So Oliver Klein was found. Good. Oh, I'm very glad to hear that. Excellent, Amy. We'll, we'll wait for an update from you because that has been such a quiet case. And thank you for being on it because... Uh, you could, because <laughs> she lives there. So I'm glad to hear that. Really glad. Uh, hopefully that's good news. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Murdaugh. 
like I said, uh, just strap yourselves in in every way you can because holy shit, there has been a filing and a press conference from Tricky Dick Carpootlian and your creepy uncle Jimbo. <laughs> and they are making some really serious allegations against the clerk of the court, Miss Becky. Miss Becky's been kind of creepy. And it is turning out to be a big problem and they want a new trial. And you guys, they might get it. If this stuff turns out to be true, they're going to get it. Holy shit. So what they're saying is that Miss Becky basically engaged in a whole bunch of inappropriate behavior with the jury, uh, particularly yes. with the foreperson, that she was having conversations with them uh, that were inappropriate. I mean, the clerk is not supposed to talk about the case with them in any way. And a couple of the jurors are now claiming and it is, if you think it sounds sus, it sounds really sus. But a couple of the jurors are now claiming that she was having a lot of closed-door conversations with the foreperson. And that she had said things to some of them along the lines of, well, do you think he's guilty or not? Uh, she had said that uh, they're claiming that she had... Uh, told them when they went to deliberations that she would not let the smokers uh, out to smoke. That uh, She said this is going to go fast. There's no reason for that. Uh, she basically leaned heavily on the foreperson to get a quick uh, conviction. That's part of it. There's a whole bunch. But some of the motions, some of the things in the motion... Uh, again, that Ms. Hill had frequent private conversations with the jury foreperson. Uh, that juror number 826 told the jury that uh, the, Mr. Murdoch was crying on, the, on cue, that they were saying these things to each other. Uh, she also criticized the former foreperson because there was actually a second one that was had had to be chosen because of the first one's mishandling apparently for handing Mr. Murdaugh a box of tissues when he was crying on the stand because that's what the defense wants us to do. What? Yeah. Uh supposedly this is all from their deposition or, or from their uh from their filing. On February twenty eighth, Ms. Hill questioned juror seven eight five about the fictitious post on Waterboro word of mouth. This all gets really weird because do you remember when there was a problem, there was a concern because supposedly one of the jurors was talking about the case on social media? Yes. Right? Yes. And now we're learning that none of that was actually true. It sounds like now again, like there's so much we don't know. So please just know I'm just mm -hmm. telling you what we're seeing here, but we don't hell who knows. Uh, but apparently a man had posted supposedly, and now they're saying this post was fictitious, uh, whatever. But the, the guy had posted and said that he had been drinking with his ex-wife over the weekend and that she had been talking about the case and telling him a bunch of things about the case, essentially. Mm -hmm. Then, as it turns out, uh, and then supposedly he posted an apology saying that uh, none of that was true. He was just uh, having an ugly moment. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, yes, and it is the egg lady. Remember the lady that they dismissed? But yes. she had to go back and get her eggs in her purse that were under her chair. This is who we're yes. talking about. Yeah. So they're saying that they have signed affidavits from two jurors. They're also saying that the jurors came to them with concerns after the trial was over. Uh, mm. And now there's, they also have affidavits from two more jurors that are unsigned. One that... Uh, they just never got around to getting it signed. The juror was super busy. So uh, one of their uh, paralegal signed uh, dead. Yes. Yeah, it was a fake Facebook account or it wasn't or there were two Facebook accounts. They're still trying to sort all of that out. So. Wow. It is crazy. It is crazy. So. At any and rate. I mean, 
why would this clerk do all of this shit? If it's true, why? She wants to go to prison? I mean, what is what are she doing? Right. Or was she working for the defense? Was she trying to fuck up the case? I mean, what the, the thing hell? is, she is not new at all. No. Not new at all. But one of the things that she did that is really kind of troublesome is that she released a book. She released a book. And the defense is saying that she was hell-bent on getting... Uh, now, this is the defense. I remember. This is mm-hmm. Tricky Dick Carpootlian and right. your creepy Uncle Jimbo. We don't trust them at all because they have been sneaky, disgusting. Weasels. Yeah. But... She did release a book, which is odd. Court clerks don't usually do that. Um, right. It was inappropriate. That was inappropriate. But she had said, he's, they're saying that she was determined to get a conviction because it would be better for her book. Well, they don't know that. They're just saying that. But the other part of it is that her book was just self-published. It's not like she had a big publisher leaning on her and waiting for her book to come out or anything. She co-wrote a book with somebody and self-published it. Uh, But yeah, it was, the the book is inappropriate. It is. Uh, Supposedly when they went to the crime scene, she was having conversations that she shouldn't have been having. Uh, It's all really, really troublesome. Really troublesome. Now, look. And one question I have is. Oh, go ahead. Oh, this is just uh, what the defense is saying. It's just right. what they are saying. Now, if these two can't prove that all of these allegations are true, all of the stuff yeah. they're saying about Miss Becky, uh, that's going to look really, really bad for them. But if it is true, even some care. of it is true. It is going to trigger a new trial. Right. This is scary stuff. Mm -hmm. This is very scary stuff, but it's true. We have not, what's the evidence where, you know, we got to prove it. Yep. We also have not seen a a retort yet from the prosecution. So we're new into this, but it's definitely really troubling allegations. This is. It is. Wild wild stuff and of course in this fucking case this is what has to happen this has been a mess from the beginning everything else on this idiot's plate i mean i have no question in my mind that murdoch killed his wife and son i have no question in my mind the evidence is there but but if there's anybody that knows yeah yeah well if there's anybody that knows how to work the system I mean, come on. Him and his attorneys Mm -hmm. and Harpootlian's connections to state government. And uh, it's Mm -hmm. bad, you guys. It's bad. Yep. Yep. It's also an odd thing, though, that the jurors came forward, came Mm -hmm. forward, especially the egg lady, because uh, she didn't even see the trial through. And we don't know if she's just pissed off because of that uh there's mm-hmm. also some conflicting uh statements from some of the jurors like it, it's a mess it's a huge mess well, and that kind of stuff should have been reported while the trial was happening i mean yeah we watched the kind of um you know instruction that jurors get and they're told if anything is no. going down that shouldn't be going down you need to be telling right away so why yeah. is this all after the fact and if it was so yeah. uncomfortable and such a concern during the trial, why wasn't it brought up then? Right. I don't know. Now, obviously, there's an evidentiary hearing coming up where they're going to have to prove it. And this is the courtroom where the defense pointed a gun at the prosecution and said, oh, tempting. This is the courtroom where, you know, this has been an interesting case in a lot of ways. I thought the judge was fantastic in this case. I still do. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, I would be surprised that he didn't notice that there were some sketch things going on in his courtroom. Maybe this just all happened behind closed doors that he didn't see. There are a lot of fail-safes in place to prevent these kinds of things from happening. Mm -hmm. But if these guys were operating at kind of a low level of security, which, I mean, let's be honest, I mean, 
Alec Murdoch had managed to uh, defraud the system for a lot of years for many right. millions of dollars. Is it completely far off to think that some bullshit like this happened? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It does make you wonder. Right. Amanda said, it's crazy if this stuff happened that no one noticed that she was doing it. No one knew she said no smoke breaks without a, until a verdict. Right? Yeah. Speaking with people at Moselle? Right. They were told there they were only allowed to speak to the judge. And that's all. Yeah. So really, she was talking to people there and no one saw? I agree. Yeah. I or agree. has she gotten away with this kind of shit forever? Right. Has this just yeah. been the way it's been? Yeah. And it hasn't mattered until mm -hmm. somebody dared speak up. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm, or the defense I'm is really sure. trying to pull a fast one and they've managed to pay some jurors off, blackmail some jurors. I mean, I know that all sounds pretty facetious, but this all does. So it does. So that's where we are. Yes. <laughs> so I oh. am on pins and needles for the evidentiary hearing to see what yeah. uh, evidence they actually have here. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things she did is that after it was over, the prosecutor had posted a picture of him on Twitter playing his guitar. And she commented that she's his number one fan with a bunch of hearts. Weird. I mean, I yeah. think there is decorum expected as a court clerk that would you would we're not, not publicly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we're not seeing here. So mm -hmm. there's definitely some questions about all of it. But I'll tell you what, if those two can't prove this and they have just defamed the hell out of her. She should sue them. Mm -hmm. For defamation, for sure. Mm -hmm. He would certainly think so. So. <laughs> Creighton Waters is the uh, prosecutor, by the way. It just showed up. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. I knew it was yeah. enough. Odd name. Yeah. 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 So that's what we know. Wait, what, Amanda? <laughs> Amanda said, wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? What you got? Anyhow, it's a rabbit hole and a half, and it's a huge brief, huge mm -hmm. brief that uh, is really full of wild stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is. Court yeah. clerk said that to the prosecutor with hearts. Yes. Yes, on Twitter for everyone to see. Yeah. Oi. Mm -hmm. Not good, friends. Not good. No, none of this is good at all. So we're keeping a really close eye on it. Uh, obviously, so is everybody. This is a huge one. So we will keep you abreast of what we know. And definitely the evidentiary hearing. We're all going to be watching that to see what definitely. is really going on. Maybe she was harding his guitar playing, right? But she said, literally said, that she was Cretan Waters' biggest fan. Yeah, that's just weird. Shouldn't have, done, shouldn't have happened. Should not have happened. Nope. So there you go. There's uh, your last bit of unsettling bullshit for the night. However, there is some troubling shit afoot. Um, I guess I'll have to get in line behind Miss Becky, but I am also maybe Cretan Waters' second biggest fan, or I don't know. You guys, I mean, one I do think Cretan Waters is pretty awesome. I trust. I don't you, know why you I name your kid Cretan, frankly, but mm. or Creighton. I don't know how they say it. Yeah, all of these lawyers are going to CrimeCon. I know it's insane. It's insane. Your, your creepy Uncle Jimbo actually called Tricky Dick Harpootlian his ride or die. I know. What? No. No, oh. none of it. Yeah. <laughs> Irene said, I want to go to his session at CrimeCon to hear people roast him. <laughs> no kidding. Right? Failed that defense attorney, so Dick Harpootley. I mean, why is he famous for this? He lost. <laughs> also, on. they're appealing and they're pushing for a new trial and they're going to go to CrimeCon and talk about this case. Speaking of inappropriate, why is that happening? Yeah, should Creighton. not. Be. It's pronounced Creighton. There you go. Creighton. It's not better. I. It's just not better. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 
Oh, okay. Kaylin says that's fine, but she is the president of the Judge Clifton Newman fan club. Okay. Well, okay. we'll just join as members. Yes. Yeah. We'll just join. There you go. Because we, we do love him. Yes. Mm-hmm. If this case gets retried, dear God, <laughs> if this case gets retried, I am absolutely confident he'll be found guilty again. It's just going to cost the people of South Carolina a shit ton more money. Right. Remember, these two have to stay in a $20,000 a week establishment. Right. Uh, not that the people have to pay for that yet, but uh, at any rate, it's wild. It is just really wild. Yeah. Yes, it is. So that's what we have. So again, we are on top of the Ruby Frankie case. We're all over it, actually. Yeah. We just really and... want to do it justice, and there's a lot. So mm-hmm. just bear with us. Yep. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Fran said, is this a ploy for him to go to federal prison since he's pleading on those charges? Ah, interesting. Maybe so. Maybe he's trying Maybe. to get out of there. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> a March Madness chart for judge, prosecution, lawyer, clerk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's possible we need one. Well, they probably, the only thing that worries me, honestly, since we're on the topic still, is that uh, they had to have learned some things. Like, first of all, he should have never taken the stand because he absolutely shot himself right in the dick. Oh, my God. But also... I'm just simple Southern, man. Yeah. I'll never forget. Some of the jurors said in interviews afterwards that they weren't sure if he was guilty or not until they went to Moselle. And it was the defense that pushed to go to Moselle. Right. All three of them shot themselves in the dick in that case. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm sure they've learned a little something from it. Not a lot. Let's not give them too much credit. But uh, right. it would be a different trial. That's for sure. It, it would. I would yep. think they would not do it the same. That's for sure. Yep. yep. For sure. So there you go. Well, we will be back. So you guys have a great rest of your week. We will too. And uh, we'll be back soon with more content. But thanks yes, so much for being here. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody.